0: You know, I could go down the long list of Bernie's mistakes, and I think there will be time for that. Uh, I think Bernie Sanders made a whole lot of mistakes, uh, but I'm not going to focus as much on his mistakes in this video. Um, I know that there are other YouTube hosts uh, that have been flying off the handle, calling Bernie a fraud, a sellout, all these things. Um, I'm just going to be honest with you. I'm a big fan of Jimmy Dore. He's a friend. I consider him a friend. I'm a fan of other people that are are having more harsher language about Bernie. Uh, This isn't personal against them. Uh, I like them. Uh, I like Jimmy. But I think they've all uh, kind of... I think everything they're saying is extremely, extremely short-sighted. I think it's absurd to call Bernie Sanders a fraud. I think it's absurd... Call him a sellout. Um, I think a lot of people who mean well, including Jimmy, uh, and I, I, you know, I've basically disagreed with him. You know, texting um, mean well, and they have understandable anger, but they're putting it in the wrong place. In my in my opinion, there's plenty of things to criticize Bernie for, and I will do that. But when you you know, nobody was calling Bernie Sanders a fraud when he won Iowa, when he won New Hampshire, when he won Nevada. And when he was literally the front runner, assumed to be about to clinch the nomination on Super Tuesday. Remember, like a month and a half ago, Bernie Sanders was on 60 Minutes as the Democratic front runner. The people calling him a sellout in this live chat right now or ranting for an hour or two on YouTube that he's a fraud and a sellout, uh, they, they weren't saying that then. Not, they, they quickly have fallen off. So I think there is a healthy balance between criticizing even leaders that we love. Bernie Sanders should not go without criticism. I have criticized him. And by the way, we've lost subscribers and viewers criticizing him. He should be criticized. Congresswoman Ocasio-Cortez is not without criticism. Uh, Progressive leaders should not go without criticism. But there's a difference between Criticizing our leaders and holding them accountable and frankly, jumping the shark and losing your mind. So what do I think? I think that to me, and obviously I can't get in Bernie Sanders' mind. I do not think that Bernie Sanders truly dropped out because he surmised or his campaign surmised that there is absolutely unequivocally no path. No path to the Democratic nomination. I don't believe that. And based on people that I've spoken to in his campaign, remember, uh, and this isn't a criticism on anybody, it's not a criticism on uh, other YouTube commentators or anything like that, but I have a different viewpoint because I've been on the road for the last five years. Obviously at the Young Turks, uh, now now with Status Quo, you have funded that. Thank you, statusquocom slash join. Um, but... I have a pretty healthy amount of sources in in Bernie's world, and I do not think, and from what I know, the real issue is not that they did not think there was any path. Frankly, there's a healthy amount of people in Bernie's campaign included, including Jane Sanders and Bernie Sanders, who aren't so sure that Joe Biden ultimately will be the candidate in November. I think you know why they have doubts on that. They, like us, have seen Joe Biden and, and the decline. I think Bernie Sanders, the reason he is dropping out, the true reason, is also the reason that he was not, not, never going to win. And to me, that reason is, Bernie Sanders is frankly too good of a person to win. And I know that seems strange and those things seem at conflict, but let me explain. From what Bernie Sanders said, it seems to me the true reason that he is deciding to drop out is not because they don't see any path. Again, over half the states have not voted. I think he is too good a person. He does not. Bernie Sanders, unlike Joe Biden, who literally was just urging people to vote during a pandemic in Wisconsin before suddenly finding Jesus last night on CNN saying, oh, my gut is they shouldn't have voted. Well, you weren't saying that a week ago. You weren't saying that two days ago. Bernie Sanders cares, truly cares about people, their health, their physical health, their mental health, their economic health. He does not want to be any reason that resources would be taken away from focusing on this massive coronavirus pandemic. He does not want to be any part of the reason for why people would get sick. But I think more importantly, he did not want to be any part of the reason why people, why, why all the focus wouldn't be on the coronavirus pandemic. I don't agree with that decision. I think it's a mistake for him to drop out and I'll tell you why, but I think that that's the reason he's doing it. And because, and you know, I know Jimmy and other people are gonna call him a fraud and a sellout and be screaming to the rooftops and that's cool. They, they're, you know, not so subtly critiquing people like me, you know, not by name, but saying like, oh, there's Bernie bros who will never criticizing him. No, I I criticize Bernie all the time. It doesn't make me a Bernie bro to just disagree with you. I don't agree with the takes that Bernie is a fraud and a sellout you don't you could be an objective person and criticize Bernie without thinking he's a fraud. I just don't think he's a fraud I don't think he's a sellout but the that good heartedness of Bernie that as the Jews would say, him being a mensch him not wanting to be the distraction right now him not wanting to take resources or focus away from the coronavirus pandemic which i don't think he was doing is also why he didn't win there's a lot of reasons he didn't win everybody has theories about why he didn't win i'm going to tell you based on my reporting on the road in the field and i'm sure jen who's in the super chat will agree with this because she experienced it too Bernie Sanders is politically naive. Let me tell you why. Bernie Sanders, in his gut, in his bones, whatever, believes that you can win just based on your ideas. If you have the right ideas and then you organize behind those ideas, that should be the winning ticket if we lived in a sane system without a corrupt media, if we lived in a sane system where the media didn't collude with either the Democratic Party or the Republican Party, if we lived in, an, in a sane system where there weren't media collusion, Wall Street think tanks against you, Washington, D.C. think tanks against you, cable news against you, print outlets against you, digital media against you, a 24-7 super PAC against you. And this isn't just against Bernie. This is going to be always the case against a progressive candidate for president. Ocasio-Cortez did not face that in her congressional run because she just got blacked out. She didn't face that. She barely got any media attention. Bernie Sanders was up against the biggest super PAC of all time. CNN, MSNBC, The Washington Post, The New York Times, Third Way, uh, all of them. And by the way, the media isn't the only reason he lost. He made mistakes, and I'm going to tell you what those were. But Bernie Sanders did not realize it's not enough to win on the issues because by the exit polls, by the interviews I've done around the country, he is winning on the issues. It's not enough. You have to directly, aggressively, key, aggressively and loudly make the case that the guy or gal that is your direct competition is dangerous, is a threat, is a fraud, is not your friend. Donald Trump, to me, is a grave threat. But he ran a brilliant campaign in 2016 because his campaign was the emperor has no clothes. Jeb Bush, puppet. Marco Rubio, puppet. All of you, puppets. Obviously, Trump is a puppet. He's full of it. But he didn't mince words. He didn't start with my friend. But the truth is, Bernie Sanders was on the verge of winning. Okay. He won Iowa. It did the, the win got stolen from him by the media, by Pete, all of them that basically made Pete look like the winner. The, he won New Hampshire. A fair media would have said, wow, this guy still won even by a point against 10 candidates. Of course, the media made it seem like, oh, he won in 2016 by 20 points, but now he only won by one. He crushed in Nevada He was on the verge of winning. But let me tell you something. Let me tell you something. I was in South Carolina. Jen was in Michigan for that primary. Voters were not sold on Joe Biden. When you look at the gap between South Carolina and Super Tuesday, only three days, only three days, The exit polls on Super Tuesday showed almost half of the voters made up their minds in the final days between South Carolina and Super Tuesday. When you look at between Nevada and South Carolina, between Nevada and South Carolina, Bernie Sanders had the wind at his sails, right? Bernie Sanders had the wind at his sails. He's the front runner. He's on 60 Minutes. That was the time to go in for the kill. What did Bernie, What should have Bernie Sanders done? And by the way, this is not only about Bernie Sanders. This is about how are progressives going to win going forward? We could spend all day. Some people could call Bernie a fraud and a sellout, all that. We could spend all day on that. But this is a, you're not going to win if you don't learn from your mistakes. It is absolutely political malpractice political malpractice that bernie sanders himself nor his campaign and by the way i'm uh, you know jimmy and other people have blamed his campaign i know from 2016 and i know now the highest levels of bernie sanders campaign were pleading with bernie sanders to take the gloves off This is not Bernie's campaign. Bernie is the campaign. Bernie and Jane Sanders had the final decision. It is political malpractice that they did not go after Joe Biden before South Carolina for lying about being arrested in apartheid South Africa, for lying about participating in civil rights sit-ins. When you look at Sean King's reporting, there was a 30-year record of Joe Biden lying and exploiting black people. Working with and embracing segregationists in the 1970s. The crime bill, which Bernie voted for too, but has since then said that was a bad vote. I apologize, whereas Joe Biden has stood by it. You want to know how I know that would have made a difference? Because black voters in South Carolina, the overwhelming majority the overwhelming majority of black voters in South Carolina had not made up their mind. 30%. I mean, Bernie uh, Biden won by 30 points in South Carolina. That was not how much he was going to win by right after Nevada. The Clyburn endorsement helped him greatly. But Bernie Sanders, because in his bones... He just, for whatever reason, doesn't have it in him to take off the gloves. You know, reports say Joe Biden was one of the only senators who was nice to him in the Senate. Joe and Joe Biden were nice and, and uh, kind to Bernie and his wife. Let me tell you something. Joe Biden was going to win South Carolina no matter what Bernie did, but he would have not won South Carolina by 30 points if Bernie Sanders would have ran ads in South Carolina showing Joe Biden exploiting black people, showing the horrors of the crime bill. You know who would have ran those ads? Nina Turner. Nina Turner would have run those ads. You want to know how I know? Cause I know that she wanted to, just to be clear, this isn't coming from her, but I know from sources, Nina Turner and others, had begged Bernie Sanders to take off the gloves and to go after Joe Biden on his record against black people. And it is risky because black people revere Barack Obama. But Joe Biden is not Barack Obama. And Bernie Sanders was not willing to show that. Bernie Sanders is right on the policies, but politically, he didn't realize Joe Biden might have been nice to you in the United States Senate, but he's not, and for that reason, you might consider him a friend. He's not a friend to black men that are in jail because of his crime bill. He's not a friend to black people who lost their homes that they were foreclosed on in the 2008 financial crash. Joe Biden was one of the pushers to repeal Glass-Steagall in the, in, in the late 1990s. Repealing Glass Steagall led to the 2008 financial crash. Joe Biden's not a fr- friend to single mothers or poor, low income families that could not declare bankruptcy because of his bankruptcy bill. Joe Biden's not a friend to the widows of Iraq soldiers, to God knows how many hundreds of thousands of people abroad in Iraq and elsewhere that have died. Bernie Sanders lost sight of the fact that Joe Biden, he's not a nice guy. He might come off like a, you know, an old school, nice senator. He is a neoliberal warmonger, servant of Wall Street. That's who he is. You know, the rest of them will guilt you and voter shame you, but he's, he's not as bad as Trump. But Joe Biden is a corporatist warmonger. Wall Street servant. That's who he is. Bernie Sanders chose not to go after him before South Carolina and those things. It would have made a difference. Bernie Sanders after South Carolina in between Super Tuesday when all of the establishment, CNN, MSNBC, all the papers, there was reports that Joe Biden got over $100 million of free airtime between South Carolina and Super Tuesday. Bernie Sanders chose not to go after him. Frankly, Bernie Sanders and this one would have been risky when Elizabeth Warren leaked to the media that Bernie Sanders is some secret sexist. Bernie Sanders chose to be diplomatic with her on stage instead of just saying, I never said that. And frankly, I think Elizabeth Warren, uh, Senator Warren is, is you know, She's a friend of mine, whatever. But there's been some issues with honesty in the past, Senator Warren. There's been issues with your honesty in the past. When someone impugns your integrity, when someone calls you a sexist, when someone says you told them a woman can't be president, you don't just say, no, I never said it. You, tell, you say they are lying. Bernie Sanders lost a lot, a lot. And his campaign said, lost a lot of the female vote after that. So this isn't, you know, some of you, and I know people are heartbroken and upset, but don't get it twisted. What I'm saying, it's not the point of all this is not to bash Bernie Sanders. Like I said, I think people bashing Bernie and losing their mind that Bernie's a fraud and a sellout, they're never gonna be happy with anybody. And frankly, for those people, if you think this is, if you think it's easy, if you think it's so easy, then get out of your garage studio and go run for something. If you think it's easy, to take down the Democratic machine, if you think it's easy to just light it all on fire and topple Democratic Party, Republican, uh, the Democratic establishment, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, Neera Tandon, if you think this corruption that has taken 40 years to build, if you think it could just be overturned and toppled like that, go run. Stop live streaming and go run if you think it's that easy. It's not that easy. But to me, Bernie Sanders and progressives, I said this after 2016. People didn't want to hear it then when he dropped out, but they started to come come around to my side then. I said, people view this as a loss, Bernie losing in 2016. People should be streaking in the streets, I said. After Bernie lost in 2016. A no-name, at that time, a no-name Jewish socialist won 22 states, 13 million votes. Frankly, we all know, we all know he won more than that. I am going to tell you one thing now. I'm not going to give you false hope. I'm not going to declare some victory right now. That it's really a victory that Bernie's dropping out. And he lost, but progressive movement going forward and Bernie deserves credit. Medicare for all would not be on the verge. Medicare for all already has majority support. But for example, you don't get things enacted right away just because public sentiment turns that way. Martin Luther King public sentiment was turning against segregation okay because of Martin Luther King and you know great great heroes of the civil rights movement but there was two steps you need to per- start turning public sentiment and then you need to force the powerful the only way for progressives to win and we could debate whether it's dem exit versus Hostile takeover of the Democratic Party, whether it's a third party or whatever. I'm not going to get into that right now. The only way for the progressive movement to win is not what Ocasio-Cortez is doing right now. It's not what Bernie did going on a unity tour with Tom Perez. It's not what Bernie did, like doing legislation with Chuck Schumer in the years between his 2016 loss and now. It's not playing nice with the Democratic establishment and hoping they'll be fair to you. No, you're not going to defeat a Democratic cartel that, is in be- that the media is enabling by trying to establish relationships with them and normal politics. Let me play a clip from Lawrence O'Donnell when he was not corrupt. This is years ago. If you want to pull the party, the major party, that is closest to the way you're thinking, to what you're thinking, you must, you must show them that you're capable of not voting for them. If you don't show them you're capable of not voting for them, they don't have to listen to you. I promise you that. I worked within the Democratic Party. I didn't listen or have to listen to anything on the left in while I was working in the Democratic Party because the left had nowhere to go. I'm sure Lawrence O'Donnell today will say, that wasn't me. I don't know who that guy was. The truth is, the truth is, you are not going, you are not going to bend Nancy Pelosi or Chuck Schumer, or Tom Perez, who will eventually be replaced and with, with another corrupt person. You're not going to bend Chris Matthews and Jennifer Rubin and, and any of these people to you by courting them, which by all reports, Ocasio-Cortez now is trying to establish relationships. Well, Elizabeth Warren entered politics in 2012, by all accounts, as a fierce progressive. She got corrupted because she thought, well, if I'm inside the room, if I if I play nice, if I court them, if I don't try a hostile takeover, but I try working within the system, you know, an inside-outside strategy, I could get some of my... Some of what I want done. Well, how's that working out for Elizabeth Warren? Who's not a progressive any longer. Maybe she used to be, not anymore. Frankly, I think Bernie Sanders after 2016 felt, well, they clearly tried to screw me. They clearly did screw me. So the best path now is I'll do a unity tour. I'll work with Schumer. I'll, I'll rhetorically be, good, be nice with them. I'll go around the country and try and save Obamacare while still pushing Medicare for all. From the beginning of the 2020 race, I'll pledge that I'm going to vote for the nominee. If I don't win, I'm not going to go hard after Biden. And maybe then it'll be a, a fair fight. Again, I've already said the mistakes he's made strategically, but the bottom line is the, the Democratic Party right now is the Republican Party of the 1990s. The Democratic, let me repeat that. The Democratic Party right now is the Republican Party of the 1990s. And the Republican Party right now uh, is something we've never seen before. You're not going to bend the Republican Party of the 1990s, which is what the Democratic Party is now, by establishing relationships with them. You're not going to bend them by doing unity tours. You're not going to get them to provide, maybe you'll get them to provide crumbs, but the the days of crumbs are long over. I have never told people how to vote. I didn't tell you how to vote in 2016. I'm not going to tell you how to vote now. You vote however you want to vote. I'm also not going to be a seasonal progressive. I'm going to be criticized for continuing to cover Biden and the Democratic Party critically. I'm going to be called a Trump enabler. You're, you know, enabling Trump to be reelected. Whatever, let them criticize me. I think Trump needs to be defeated, but I'm a journalist. My job is not to defeat Donald Trump. It's to tell the truth. Frankly, as I told uh, somebody who reached out to me earlier, at this point, I'm not 100% convinced Joe Biden will be the candidate. I think we've all seen Joe Biden over the last year. I'm not convinced he will be The candidate. I wouldn't, would not doubt that they will airlift either Andrew Cuomo in, Pete Buttigieg in, Amy Klobuchar in, whoever. Maybe they'll bring Obama out of retirement. Maybe they'll bring a lot of people out of retirement. I'm not convinced Joe Biden will be the nominee. But what I will say for the progressive movement, and by the way, this is not um, this is not me like endorsing any one person as like the person to pick up the baton from Bernie Sanders, because I don't think the truth the truth is I don't think the right step going forward is one person to pick up the baton. Yes, we need a leader. I have thoughts on who that should be. I feel right now is a better opportunity than we had after the 2008 financial crash and before Occupy Wall Street. Right now the progressive movement, instead of trying to work with Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, unite for Joe Biden, all that. You want real change? It is time to organize rent strikes, mortgage strikes, utility strikes, uh, business loan strikes. It is time for economic boycotts of companies like Amazon. It is not, the focus to me should not be on let's unite around Joe Biden. You know what, the Democratic Party, if they made their bed with Joe Biden or whoever they're gonna airlift in other than Joe Biden. And by the way, for once, I have to credit Jake Tapper. I think he said it really, really well. Let's take a look. Mark McKinnon, former George W. Bush advisor, uh, told me that actually they feared Howard Dean more because Howard Dean, even though he was less predictable, there was a, a st- starker difference between Howard Dean and George W. Bush, and uh, he was drawing much bigger crowds than John Kerry was able to. Uh, and Howard Dean, we had him on the, on the Sunday show, and Howard Dean said, now you tell me. Um, <laughs> but, but the point is that when you have the Democratic electorate deciding that they are all a bunch of Rachel Maddows and Chris Hayes and the like, that they're just you know progressive pundits and they're gonna pick out who is the best one, Maybe they don't necessarily so, always know what they're doing. Yeah, so first of all. I couldn't think of a better slogan for the Democratic Party. Maybe they don't always know what they're doing, although I do think the establishment knows exactly what they're doing because they really, they'd rather keep Bernie Sanders or the progressives out of the White House and have a fascist in the White House. But I will say this. And frankly, Bernie has already showed. I love Bernie. I'm not going to get on the Bernie's a fraud. Bernie's a sellout train. I think the people saying that, frankly, are ridiculous. I understand their anger and frustration. They are turning it on the wrong people, the wrong person. I will criticize Bernie. I have, and there's more to criticize him. Right now, I have said this time and time again. The difference between us and France, for example... The difference between us and France, the reason France has had a yellow vest movement and other countries have had similar protests that have actually made a difference. By the way, France's yellow vest movement, they forced President Emmanuel Macron Macron, to make serious concessions because they shut down. But why did those people in France feel? Why did those people in France Why were they willing to take the risk? Because those those people have health care that aren't tied to their employment. In Germany, in France, and these other countries, health care is not even a thought. It's just a part of society that you have it through your government. So people are more free to protest. And not just to protest to feel like, oh, they have a voice, but to protest to shut down. To take power. There's a difference between protesting to scream out against immoral evilness in government and protesting to shut down and force your economic, social, environmental justice. I agree with Bernie. It was always not me, us. Bernie has moved the progressive movement much further because, like I said, Was there a major vibrant progressive movement before 2015 in this country? No. So for the people calling him a sellout, honestly, go away. But right now, the progressive movement and Ocasio-Cortez should be pressured for this. Ro Khanna should be pressured on this. Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar, any other progressive elected officials? Progressive business leaders, if there are? Right now, I don't want to hear anymore. Oh, well, there might be a fourth stimulus package. Uh-uh. $1,200, not enough. Unemployment benefits that we're not even going to see for how long? Not enough. No guarantee that we will get our jobs back, because remember... After the 2008 financial crash when they laid off all these people, laid off all these people, these companies when times were better, they didn't hire those people back. They did more with less. It's called a jobless economy. No, no. No guarantees you're going to bring back those employees? No, no, no. Oh, the inspector general overseeing the corporate bailout? No. No, no, no. And frankly, if Joe Biden or whoever they airlift in to be the Democratic nominee, because again, I'm not convinced it's going to be Joe Biden. I've been saying it for a year, I don't think he's well. I think everybody with eyes could see he's not well. If Joe Biden, if the Democratic Party, if Morning Joe, if these people want progressives to come out and vote for the Democratic Party, it ain't going to happen by shaming progressives. It ain't happening. Ain't going to happen by screaming Trump, who I agree is a unique, grave threat. But those days are over. You're not voting. You're not voter shaming progressives. You are not screaming, but Trump. You're not screaming, lesser of two evils. No. Unless there are. Not just, not just, let me be clear, not just, uh, and I heard Bernie say this during his thing, with all due respect, Bernie, I don't give a flying fuck what they put on the Democratic Party platform. I completely disagree with Bernie Sanders on this. It doesn't matter what they put on the Democratic Party platform. That's not to criticize or discredit because there were great people on that committee in 2016 Josh Fox other people who who made a progressive platform I will say this you want not for progressive I'm going to be clear you want progressives to vote for you Joe Biden it ain't going to be enough you pledging to do things as president no 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 no. it ain't going to be enough by the way it's not just Joe Biden it ain't going to be enough for Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer to pledge things if they take back power. Uh-uh-uh. But to me, I don't really give a what Joe Biden pledges to do. I want right now, if Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, the Democratic Party, and Joe Biden pushing it, if they do not call. If they don't call right now for immediate moratoriums on rent, mortgages, student loans, all of these things and pressure it, pressure Trump. You want to beat Trump? The way to beat Trump is to move further to the left, not allow him to move further left than you. Donald Trump right now is moving further left than the Democratic Party. He's saying coronavirus patients, we're just going to pay the hospitals at Medicare rates, i.e., Medicare for all. That's what Donald Trump is doing right now. If they don't fight for that right now, why are you going to go hand them your vote automatically? Why does that make sense? Just hand them your vote without you getting anything? If we don't get, if we don't get, direct payments of much more than $1,200. If you've been laid off, your job's not coming back in a month, in two months, even when the coronavirus pandemic is better. You're not automatically guaranteed your job is coming back. If we don't have the Democratic Party right now calling for a moratoriums on all those things, because that's the most direct payment you could get. The most direct payment you could get is not unemployment, is not a direct payment of $1,200, which most people haven't gotten. If you're a small business, my parents are a small business, going through this loan process is a nightmare. Excuse my French. You're not even guaranteed to get the small business loan. The most direct payment you could get is freezing your costs. Freezing your costs. And the reason they will not do that Is because their donors won't allow it. The other option is the government backstopping companies and just covering their payroll like the United Kingdom and other civilized countries are doing. That could have been done too. Frankly, again, Bernie Sanders should be leading the charge for these things. If he's not going to do it, Akazio cortez should be leading the charge for these things. She's not going to do it. Rokana, Rashida Tlaib, Ilhan Omar. We didn't put you there to play footsie with the establishment. Let me tell you something. We did not elect these figures to establish relationships with establishment Democratic officials. We elected you to take power from these officials. There's a reason... They weren't doing what we wanted before you got in. You think they're going to do what you want because you establish relationships with right now? I say, to a, 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 I say the same thing to Ocasio-Cortez that I said to Bernie Sanders. Bernie, Biden's not your friend. AOC, Nancy's not your friend. Nancy Pelosi's not your friend. By the way, because I'm going to be attacked. That's fine. Let me tell you something. And this is going to be unpopular What I'm about to say is going to be unpopular, but I am always going to tell you what I truly believe. I think Donald Trump is a grave threat to this country. The problems we have in this country did not start with Donald Trump. I think Donald Trump is a wannabe dictator. I think Donald Trump is a wannabe fascist. I think Donald Trump with four more years can do incredible damage to the country the lengths we have not seen, especially for black people, brown people, but most importantly to this planet. Donald Trump is expediting the destruction of this planet and the inferno. I think it is imperative to defeat Donald Trump. Do I think, if you put a gun to my head, do I think that Joe Biden versus Donald Trump, Biden is worse than Trump? No, I do not. But my point to you is, the days of lesser than two evils are over because we also cannot afford Biden and potentially 12 years of neoliberalism. Because remember, remember, if Joe Biden is elected, do you think Joe Biden's gonna serve two terms as president? He might not even make it through two years as president. His vice president, who my money is on Amy Klobuchar or Michigan Governor Gretchen Whitmer. You are Joe Biden if he wins. His vice president can run for in this case her first term because he said it's going to be a woman. Her first term as president in 2024, meaning her second term could be in 2028, meaning we might not get the Clinton Obama wing, the Clinton Obama wing out of power. Until 2032, now is not the time to automatically, if you want to vote for Joe Biden, that's your business. I'm not telling people to vote for him or not vote for him. I'm not telling people how to vote. That's not my my role. You want to vote third party? You want to vote Biden? You want to vote independent? You don't want to vote? That's between you and, and you. But our focus right now should not be on the presidency. Our focus needs to be on right now. We have a massive opportunity because of this unprecedented economic disaster, this unprecedented public health disaster, which has exposed, this disaster is exposing every single day the utter evil, the utter devastation, the utter emptiness, the utter fraud that is Capitalism. Capitalism is meant to to make sure you don't have any protections. Capitalism is meant to ensure profit for corporations, not protection for you and your loved ones. Capitalism is meant to uh, provide more yachts for the people that buy off our politicians, not to provide more blankets for you and your loved ones. Capitalism is meant to provide more stock buybacks, to provide More luxury mansions to provide more capital gains, more golf clubs, more country clubs, more for the bourgeoisie. But capitalism is not meant to provide clean water for you and your loved ones. It's not meant to provide a healthy retirement for you and your loved ones. It doesn't care. Whether you get your job back, it doesn't care whether the planet survives for your children and grandchildren. And it doesn't give a flying if you make it through the coronavirus. You want to know how I know? Look at the complete sociopaths, and I'd say psychopaths, that were cheerleading for the Wisconsin primary to go on yesterday. By the way, yes, it was the Wisconsin Republican Party and then the Supreme Court. But let's not give the Democrats a pass here. Joe Biden urged voting in Wisconsin. Tom Perez and the DNC urged voting in Wisconsin. This is capitalism. You want to know why? Because at the end of the day, folks, it isn't Joe Biden who makes the decisions. If he wins the presidency, it ain't Joe Biden who's going to be making the decisions. It's not Nancy Pelosi making the decisions. It's not Chuck Schumer making the decisions. It's not Neera Tandon making the decisions. It is not Tom Perez making the decisions. It ain't Chris Matthews making the decisions. It's not Rachel Maddow making the decisions or Joe Scarborough or Morning Joe or any of them. You want to know who it is? Jeff Bezos is making the decisions of this government. George Soros is making the decisions. Charles Koch is making the decisions. Amazon is making the decisions. Just go read the Panama Papers. Go read the Panama Papers to see who makes the decisions. Joe Biden, Nancy Pelosi, the reason they will not go for Medicare for All, it's not because they don't possibly think we should have universal health care. It's because they're not making the decision. Their donors will not allow it because they are invested in the private healthcare industry. Same thing goes for the Republican Party. So it's not stopping Joe Biden. It's not stopping Mitch McConnell. It's not stopping the Republican Party or the Democratic Party. It's stopping the system. Joe Biden is an empty vessel, he's a proxy. The only way we're going to get change. So you have economic protection, so you have a future, so you have health care, so we have a sustainable planet. This flag says it all, folks. This flag says it all. The only way we are going to stop the system, it's not only about Joe Biden, it's not stopping Pelosi, it's not stopping Schumer. They are puppets for their masters. The only way we're going to get real change is if we take the power away from corporate America. It's the only way. Because we live in the United Corporations of America. We live in the United Corporations of America. I've been saying this for years. Jen, we should really trademark it at this point. We live in the United Corporations of America. Bernie Sanders has gone a long way towards exposing it, but he was not willing to lead a hostile takeover of it. I've been saying that for a while. Bernie Sanders, since 2016, was not willing to take the gloves off. He was not willing to go after the Democratic Party as hard as he did the Republican Party. And the results are what they are. The results are what they are. So there's two choices right now. There's two choices right now. We can crawl up in a bowl, feel terrible about ourselves, think there's no hope, and you want to know something? That's where Jeff Bezos wants you. That's where the corporate oligarchy wants you. They want you to give up hope, to go home, to think it's hopeless and to let to allow them to continue economically environmentally socially you we could all crawl up into our ball cry think it's hopeless smoke smoke a lot of pot fall into drugs alcohol which don't have a problem with either by the way say it's over I'm done with politics. It's all they're all frauds or we could take the power. But now is the time to hold Bernie accountable. I love Bernie. I don't think he's a sellout. I don't think he's a fraud. I think Jimmy's going too far with that. I think others are going too far with that. But if he's not going to demand what is needed, then we will call him out. If AOC is going to think playing footsie with the Democratic Party is the way to go, we will challenge her. You Hey, sometimes you got to challenge even those we love. Rokana, all these people. It's not time to unite with the Democratic Party because the Democratic Party, again, is the Republican Party of the 1990s. This is what people don't get. And if Joe Biden wants your vote, if Nancy Pelosi wants you to vote for Joe Biden, if they're going to airlift Andrew Cuomo in to replace Joe Biden, which I think is a possibility— then I don't, then you will not, then we're not, I'm not even going to consider Joe Biden until no more donations from these people, no more donations from these people. A guarantee fighting now for Medicare for all, a green new deal. I don't give a shit what's in the platform. I want a guarantee now and a call for a rent strike moratorium on mortgages rent all this stuff and frankly if joe biden does not pick a progressive as vice president there's a lot of progressive females i could give him nina turner's number if he wants it if joe biden doesn't pick a progressive vice president if joe biden doesn't before nomination pledge to pick a progressive treasury secretary. If Joe Biden before the nomination doesn't produce a plan to within six months, I want troops out of Afghanistan. Good luck, Joe. If the democratic party thinks that there's enough moderate Republicans to win in November, as Jennifer Rubin said, forget the Bernie bros and gals. We'll just try and court the never Trumpers. If you think that's gonna win, good luck. Again, I'm not telling you how to vote. You vote however you want. I'm not going to blame people in Ohio, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin. I think Trump is a grave threat to the country. If you if you want to hold your nose, vote for Joe Biden. I'm not going to hold it against you. Do what you feel you have to do. If I lived in a swing state, it might be a tough call for me. I live in New York, so I'm going to vote however I want. A Democrat's going to win New York anyway. But We're not automatically handing Joe Biden and the Democratic Party what they want. And now is the time not to focus, not to focus on the presidential election. Bernie's out. It doesn't matter as much, the presidential. Right now is the time to fundamentally change the paradigm. We have an opportunity to go beyond what Occupy Wall Street did in 2011. We have an opportunity to go beyond Bernie's movement. We have an opportunity to not just demand power, but to start to take that power. People are hurting economically, not just progressives, by the way. There are people that voted for Joe Biden that are unemployed right now, that haven't gotten their unemployment check, that haven't gotten their direct payment of shit of 1,200 crumbs. There are neoliberals who have voted for Joe Biden and Democrats who haven't gotten the little crumbs of relief. African Americans who have supported Joe Biden overwhelmingly are disproportionately being harmed during the coronavirus, dying. So I say it's time for the progressive movement not to mourn, not to cry. Yes, take today, feel sorry. But the establishment and the oligarchy wants you to give up. They want you to cry. But this corrupt country and the United Corporations was not built in five years. Remember, Bernie launched in 2015, it's 2020. It was built over 40 years. Did you think it was only, it was going to be toppled in five? Did you really think that? We've come a very long way since Bernie Sanders walked outside the Senate and announced his presidency in 20, uh, announced his candidacy in 2015 literally on the grass in the Senate in front of like three reporters. But this is beyond Bernie. It's beyond who takes the mantle for Bernie. This is about Not just organizing protests, but starting to demand power. And demanding power means you got to hit them where it hurts their wallet.